Praise the Lord. Why don't we just make some noise for Jesus? Come on. Hallelujah. So good to be here. You know, our church is growing. Uh, keep having babies. Uh, Harmony, awesome. <laughs> and Taylor as well, awesome. Multiplication. The Bible says in Genesis that he said, go forth and multiply, and you guys are doing it well. Awesome. So kia ora te whare, kia ora whanau, uh, ngā mihi nui ki a koutou katoa, uh, awesome, kia ora Lorinda and John, uh, whanau from Ahipara, good to see you guys here, also to Sam, uh, my uh, stepfather and all the whanau there, good to have you guys with us uh, this morning in the whare, um, and my, all my kids are here too, I've got about a hundred of them, they've all been adopted, um, so it's so good to be here, um, good to be in the whare, we're going to do a little bit of a rap for you guys to start off this morning, me and Suzanne. Um, and uh, if someone can grab the kids, because they, oh, there they go, they're already out here, because they said, hey, we want to come and watch you guys do a rap. So we're going to do a bit of a rap. Suzanne is a great rapper, and I just stand here just to help her. <clears throat> uh, this is my beautiful wife, Huhana. We've been married for a long time now. I can't remember how many years, but we've been together since we were about 18 or so. So um, it's so cool. Is that about right, eh? Yeah, awesome. Anyway, when you guys... Um, when you guys want to um, play their track, we're going we're gonna to hit them up. But we, 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 we need you guys to help us out a little bit. Yeah? So it goes. It goes like this. It goes. It sort of goes. How does it go? I am who God says I am. And if I wasn't, then why would he say I am? I am. And then you guys go. So I say I am. Can we just stop it there? Awesome. Because we need your help. It says I am. And then you guys go who God says I am. Can you guys do that? Here you go. I am. And then I'll say, if I wasn't, and then you guys go, why would he say I am? Can we do that? We'll just try it, eh? We'll give it a bit of a try. It goes, I am. No, no, in beat, in beat. (laughs) I mean, there's no (laughs) beat. I am. Who got? And if I wasn't. Why would he say I am? And I am. Who God says I am. And And if if I I wasn't, wasn't. Why would and, there's, and then there's another one that goes, time's running out. Who are you running with? And everybody's going to say, Jesus. Can you guys say Jesus? Jesus. So it goes, time's running out. Who are you running with? Jesus. That's pretty cool, eh? It's pretty cool. You guys got it? Cool. We can, if we can play it back at the beginning and you guys stand up. And then, you know, I don't know if you've ever watched hip-hop on TV and you're like, you know, they do all that stuff or whatever. Not church people. Church people don't. <laughs> I think that's what they do. I don't watch, uh, I don't watch any of that stuff. I've uh, been a few years, but uh, I think they sort of put their hand up and go, yeah, I am who God says I am if I wasn't. Awesome. Let's play that beat. Here we go. Come on, clap your hands. Come on. And beat. Yo. And beat. <laughs> oh. Here we go, guys. I am who God says I am. And if I wasn't, why would He say I am? Cause I am who God says I am. And if I wasn't, okay, would you just just read I am. And if I wasn't, come on, guys, come on. I am. And if I wasn't, look your turn. I am. Oh, if I wasn't. Cause I am who God says I am. Come on, we're taking off. Yeah. 
we're taking, taking off, off baby and ever since the lord saved me i've been waiting for the day we can say it's all gravy it's all crazy trying to see life when, when i'm all hazy how can i persist to do right when i'm all lazy yo what fills me too much pain it all owls me that's cause, cause i can feel the effects of the fall daily pain in my chest is strong let's get on come lord quick bring on your eschaton in the search start your new earth flex your true worth honor your son let it come perfect a new birth and we don't gotta prove that god is cool just know that god is true and no godless rule so i'm ancient to praise the ancient of days my brain still amazed at how i can see the pain is a face soon to be eclipsed at the sun's return when we get what he gives him not not come on i am i am who god says i am and if i wasn't why well, wouldn't you say i am because i am who god says i am and if i wasn't Come on, cuz I am. Who God says I am. And if I wasn't, why would you say I am? Cuz I am. Who God says I am. And if I wasn't, yo. I believe I'm a new creation I've been planned out since before creation Before the first star in the sky I was a star in his eye The notes of a lullaby They echo through my vein It can't contain the thought You take away my shame I'm walking ball and chain Through the wind and rain So that I can stand up and proclaim your name And let the world know With every lyric and flow That I'm 100% sold out for y'all And I ain't looking back at the things that I've done I lay them at the feet of your son And to your arms I will run I am Says I am And if, if I wasn't Why would he say I am? Cause I, I am God says I am And if I wasn't Why would he say yo, I am? Yo, yo, time's running out Who you running with? Jesus 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 Cause it ain't no party Like, like a, a Holy Ghost party Cause a Holy Ghost party Won't stop Say what? Oh, sir Give God some praise Give God some praise, hallelujah. Awesome. Awesome. You guys did well. Just reminded me of this time. You're just like that time when I preached in um, LA that time. Nah, just joking. <laughs> With Tupac, yeah. Awesome, Tupac, yeah. Nah. Awesome. It's good to be here. <clears throat> hey, um, hey, it's, it's an honor just to be able to bring the word this morning. Um. Uh, so cool, and um, it, it's always a privilege to be able to bring God's Word and to be able to serve, to be able to serve with the Word of God, and I'm passionate about God's Word, I'm, I love sharing the Word, and um, you know, the, the series that we've been um, talking about over the last couple of months or so is God Speaks, and you know, God speaks, and He's always talking, He's always speaking, and I don't know how, you know, some people, you know, God will speak to um, you, I don't know how He speaks to you, but he, if, you, if you pay attention and you, you begin to learn how is God, and what is God saying to me, it's so important. But the big thing that I want to talk to you guys about this morning is God speaks over you. And the enemy also wants to tell you some lies and he wants to tell you some false stuff about who you are. He wants to rob your identity. He wants to take the very things that God has given you and, and how God's established you. And I love the, the corridor this morning with Linda talking about that we're sons of God. And that's the truth. We're not, we're not slaves or servants. We're not slaves to, to sin or we're not slaves anymore, but we're, we're children of the Most High God. And God speaks over us. And this morning, I'm going to be taking a scripture from 1 John chapter 4. And it talks about who, there's a couple of things where God declares over us in that passage of scripture of who we are. And, um, 
And, and the, I suppose the title of my message is I am who God says I am. Amen. So if you can just turn to 1 John 4. Oh, there it goes. Let's take this off. I'm hot. Awesome. 1 John 4, 4 says, you are from God, little children. Say, you are from God. Turn to your neighbor. You are from God. You are from God, little children, and have overcome them because greater, say greater. Greater is he who is in uh, you than he that is in the world. Or greater is he that is in me. You can say greater is he that is in me. You can, you can declare that over yourself. He says, um, you are from God. You belong to God, little children, and you have overcome them because greater is he that is in me than he that is in the world. You know, I, I, you know, my younger boys, uh, when they were younger, I mean, they're a little bit older now, and uh, Manuere and Tanera and my nephew, Alistair, and I remember we used to, when they were younger, they used to, I used to go up to the bush and we used to go and just like walk the, our, our, our forestry blocks and stuff like that, and they would come. They don't do that anymore. They're just like, no, nah, we're not going, it's too hard. But when they were younger, they just used to come everywhere with me. They just loved hanging out with me. It's hard to get them to come and roll with me anymore. I don't know why. They just they don't want to hang out with their dad anymore. <laughs> but back then, they were just, they were going, we were up the bush. And so one day, we went up the bush, and we are in an upper hut. And we went for a little bit of a walk, and up into the trees. And down on the motorway, they were building something. They were smashing these massive pylons into the ground. And we could hear it from the bush. And so I kind of like, they were like, oh, what's that noise there? And I said, it's Godzilla. <laughs> and I said, is it really Godzilla? I said, yeah, it's Godzilla. And they're like, wow. Because I, mean, I think they must have watched Godzilla. We, we didn't let our kids watch those types of movies, but I don't know how they end up watching it. Like, I mean, you know, we're a good Christian family. We don't watch those things. <laughs> how did they even know about Godzilla? And so they were like, you know, they were kind of freaking out. And they were saying, I just, don't worry, boys, I can smash Godzilla. I can smash. It's all right. I'll take out Godzilla. I'll take out King Kong and I'll take out probably Bigfoot. I don't know about Bigfoot. He's a bit of a kind guy. Eh? He's pretty cool. But anyway, we're, as we're walking through the bush, the, the noise begins to get louder and louder and louder. And, 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 and my boys begin to get closer and closer. And they're hanging on to me. And we're, we're walking down and we're pretty much tripping over. It's getting a little bit steeper. And we're, we're rolling down into the bush, rolling down over the trees. And we get to the bottom of, the, of this massive air steep face. We get to the bottom and, and they're like hanging on to me. And they're like, Dad, you can waste Godzilla. And I said, yeah, I can waste Godzilla. And they were like, man, my dad's the man. <laughs> I think that's what they were thinking. Well, maybe they were just a bit scared. I was thinking that. But they were just hanging on for dear life. And as long as, I, I suppose, as long as they knew they were close to me, as long as they knew that they were by me, they knew that they were safe. And the Bible says in 1 John 4, 4, he says, you were from God, little children. And you have overcome them because greater is he that is in you than he that is in the world. You can say, man, I've got God. No matter what the trials or the situations that I'm in, you can say, man, I've got God on the inside of me. That's who I am. I've got God. I'm walking with God. And as long as I've got God, I'm going to be all right. Man, in my loneliness, in my rejection, in my storms, and in my trials, in my heartbreak, and all the things that go on in life, you can say, man, I've got God. You can say, man, I've got God, and greater is He that is in me than He that is in the world. And even when false prophets and false teachers or, or stuff happens in your life, you can turn around and say, man, it's all right, man. I've got God. I've got God. He's on my side. If He's for me, who can be against me? 
I'm fearfully and wonderfully made. Nothing is impossible for, for me through Christ Jesus. And you can declare that over yourself. And, and the greatest thing is, guys, is that I really believe that the enemy wants to really rob our identity. Because when you've got God's identity, you've got this new destiny. The destiny that God's got for you is powerful and amazing. And there's a couple of things that I want to just pull out of the Scripture as well. And, you know, God is for you. And if God is for you, then who can be against you? Yeah? When you wake up in the morning, you can say, man, i got God. Yeah? It's a new morning. His mercies are new every morning. It's a new day. Wake up in the morning, you might have had a bad day, but you can still say, Morena, watamari, amen, or good morning. Oh, I love you, honey. <laughs> ah, shut up, get out. <clears throat> Even when you're snoring and you're hoary, we can still say, God, you afford me and you adore me. <laughs> That's a little bit of a poem, that season's one. I just thought I'd steal that one. It's good though, you know, sort of like take your little little things. Even when I'm snoring and I'm hoary, you are for me and adore me. You hear that? Even when you wake up in the morning, you're, you're, you're feeling a little hoary. God still is for you and he still adores you. Come on. And you can say, man, I got God. I got God on the inside. I tell my grandchildren, we've got three mokos. I tell them, where's, where's Jesus, baby? Where's Jesus? And they go, he lives in here. Sometimes we teach them way over, he's way over there. But actually God's close. He's near. And we've got to teach our children that, that God's close. He's, he's not impossible to reach. He's not hard to get to. And say, so, man, God's on the inside of you. Yes, he's seated in heavenly places. Amen to that. But he's also the spirit of Christ dwells in us. Amen. And so you can say, I've got God in the morning. You wake up and... The first thing I want to share in this passage of Scripture, if we can put it back up, it says, what does it say? You are from God. So you belong to something. You belong to something. You belong to God. You're actually included. You're part of the team. Like there's a, there's a chair for you at the table. And says, you belong to God. And so many people, that they feel like there's a sense of there's a loss of belonging where people feel like they don't belong to anything. They don't feel like they belong to a certain whanau or family or community. But I want to tell you today, you're in this place because God has brought you here this morning. And you belong to this whanau, this whanau of Excite Church. Or if you're visiting, you might not be in a church. It might be the first time that you're here. Well, welcome. Welcome, like Pastor Ruth said, welcome home. Welcome back to church because this is your fare. You belong to this church. This is where you're a part of. You're not here by accident. God had brought you here for a purpose and a plan so that you can hear about the goodness of God, that you can hear about how much He loves you and how much He cares for you. You're home. You're part of the whānau. You're part of the family. You belong. He says, you are from God. You belong. Isn't it awesome when you, when you feel welcome? Isn't it awesome when you go to a place and it's a strange place and you've never been there and there's someone there that just gives you the big hug or welcomes you and you're like, man, I feel like I'm at home. Come and have a kai and you sit down. That's kind of what we do. We sort of come and have a kai and make them feel a little bit welcome. If we don't want them to be there, we don't. We just give them a cup of tea or something maybe. I don't know. Nah. But, you know, we make people feel welcome. What God says, 
<laughs> no, we don't do that. <laughs> but you're a part of the family of God. You belong. Belonging, belonging involves being accepted. Maybe you've never been accepted by anybody. Maybe you thought that, man, I can't do anything. I'm a bit of a failure. No one really recognizes me. No one loves me. No one cares for me. But with God, you belong to God. And you're part of it. And when you're accepted, you're regarded favorable. You're given approval of acceptance of a fully accepted member of the kingdom of heaven. You're accepted into the kingdom of heaven. The day you say, Jesus, I'm going to follow you, you've been accepted into the kingdom of heaven. No matter what else you've done in your past, it don't matter. Today, you're accepted into the kingdom of heaven. Today's the day that you decided, man, I'm going to follow Jesus for the rest of my life. You might trip up along the way. You might make some mistakes, but you say, man, I'm still included. Jesus has got a chair for me at the table. I'm going to sit with Him. I'm going to hang out with Him. I've got God on the inside of me. He's going to lead me. He's going to guide me. And sometimes He points you back to the pastors, and the pastors might give you a bit of a slap. <laughs> Get out of here. Yeah? And that's all right. Don't run away. It's like, you know, your children, we don't hit our kids here, eh? We don't hit our kids. No, we don't, we're not allowed to do that. We don't do them. But we discipline them however you discipline your children. But you do it because you love them. You do it because you, you love them. And, and it doesn't mean that you're not accepted just because you get a little bit of discipline. You're still accepted. You're still, you're still part of the whanau. You're still included because you belong to God. You are from God. You know, there's a guy in the Bible and his name's David. And none of his whanau thought he would be the king. Yeah? None of his family thought he would, have been the, he would be the king. No one thought, no way, it can't be David. And so when, if we look at 1 Samuel chapter 16, and if we read from there, Jesse, the father of David, doesn't even think of David as being the anointed king. And it says that thus Jesse made seven of his sons pass before Samuel. So he got the big, muscly war warrior, the eldest son, who looked like, man, he could be the king. Sam, God said, nah, not him. And he went through seven of his sons. And, the, and, and, and Samuel said to Jesse, the Lord has not chosen these. And Samuel said to Jesse, are these all the children? And he said, these remain yet the youngest. And behold, as he, he is tending the sheep. Then Samuel said to Jesse, send and bring him, for we will not sit down until he comes here. And so here we see like David wasn't even thought of. He wasn't included, part of the Fano. He was probably rejected. He was out the back blocks of the desert looking after the sheep. And we could say, whoa. And then anyway, if we go to verse 12, it says, so he sent and brought him in and now he was ruddy and with beautiful eyes and a handsome appearance. That's what my wife thinks of me. And the Lord said, arise, say arise and anoint him. For this is he. Then Samuel took the horn of oil and anointed him in the midst of his brothers, right in front of his brothers. And the Spirit of the Lord came mightily upon David from that day forward. And Samuel arose and went to Ramah. Come on. You were part of the final. David, you might have been rejected. You might not have been accepted. You might have, I don't know, people might not have included you into whatever they were doing. They might have left you out. You might have been left out of all that you thought you could do. And no, but you know what? God's got you. 
because you got God. And David, David never allowed the very things. David never allowed rejection, loneliness, and all those things take a, cause him to uh, didn't allow him to. That's my identity. He knew who his God was. And even in the back blocks of the desert where everybody else, well, well, no one wanted to do that job. David was out in the back blocks of the desert. And you know what? He was connected with God. And God saw him. And though everybody else rejected him, God had him. God's got him because God's him. he's got God on the inside. And God wasn't looking at all these other brothers who looked like they were the, the, top, the top guys, but he was looking at David. And so David... And you might be going through a season in your life where you feel like you just don't fit in. Like David, he wasn't even included. It's all right if you're not included in some stuff. Don't hold grudges against people because you're not included. It's all right. Because if you've got God, it's all good. Because he's the one that opens the doors. Amen. He's the one that opens the doors. And he might have you in a situation in a season where you need to be right here, right now, wherever it is. It's all right. God's watching you. It doesn't matter, like, if you might be, if you're the person that cleans up the church or sets it up or does the sound week in and week out, it's all right. It's all right. God sees you. God's got you. Yeah, you might not, you might think, man, I'd just love just to get up on the worship team. It's all right. You just keep being faithful in whatever God's called you to do, whatever someone's assigned you to do. It's like, oh, I don't feel like I'm included into this church. It's all right. God loves you. God sees you. God will promote you. God will elevate you. It's all right. He still loves you. He includes you. He's got something for you, just like David. He didn't allow being in the back blocks of the desert to go, oh, woe was me. I'm out here looking. Nah, he grabbed a hold of that, that, that staff, and he, he looked after those sheep to the best of his ability. And whenever the lion and the bear came, and his mess came his message. And his loneliness was the greatest encounters he had with God Almighty. And so he didn't allow the things that, uh, everybody else put on him or he didn't allow the situation to form who he was, his identity. He wasn't accepted by his own whanau, but his identity wasn't in his acceptance from man, but his identity was in his acceptance from God. Let me say that again. He wasn't accepted, he wasn't accepted but his identity wasn't in his acceptance from man, but from God. He was a man who was connected with God, and he knew his God. He knew God was faithful. In his moments of loneliness and rejection, I don't think it was. He just he encountered God Almighty. And then we begin to see, if we turn to 1 Samuel 17, 31 to 37, we see the testimony of how powerful being in a place when no one else is watching, when no one else is seeing the very things that you do, but God sees it, and out of it comes a powerful message, and out of it comes a powerful testimony, and out of it comes that, man, I don't have to trust in man, but I can trust in God. And 1 Samuel 17, 31, 37 says, When the words which David spoke were heard, they told them to Saul. So they're at the battle, David and Goliath. You guys remember the story? They're at the battle. No one wants to fight Goliath. No one. All these soldiers who were in the army, who were frontline soldiers, everybody could see them every day. Here comes this ruddy boy that no one even accepted, no one even trusted. No one was like, who are you, David? Eliab was like, who are you, David? Get home, boy. Get back to the sheep. I'm the frontline soldier here. 
And Dave was like, bro, talk to the hand, mate. It's his own brother. And, and here we see when the words which David was heard, because he was like, who's going to take on this giant? I'm keen. I'm in. I'm in. And then he goes and he begins to say, and he told Saul and he sent for him. David said to Saul, let no man's heart fail on the count of him. Your servant will go and fight with this Philistine. Come on. So yeah, I ain't got all the armor. I ain't got all that stuff on me, but I got God. That's all I need. I got God. Next verse. Oh, I'm shouting. <laughs> Sorry, man, I'm not meant to shout at you guys at the back. Then Saul said to David, you are not able to go against this Philistine to fight with him, for you are but a youth, while he has been a warrior from his youth. But David said to Saul, your servant was tending his father's sheep when a lion or a bear came and took a lamb from the flock. Next verse. I went, I went out after him and attacked him and rescued it from his mouth. And when he rose up against me, I seized him by his bed and struck him and killed him. You, your servant has killed both lion and bear. And this uncircumcised Philistine will be like one of them since he has taunted the armies of the living God. Come on, someone praise God this morning. Come on, man. That's pretty cool, eh? Here we see here's a guy who like no one even thought like he was anything. But in the moments and in the times and in the secret place, you know, we've heard about the secret place, eh? When we seek the Lord. And he says, man, when I was out in the back, I was doing what, it, what my father told me to do. My father wanted me to take care of the sheep. So I took the care of the sheep to the best of my abilities. And when a lion and a bear came along, so I grabbed the hold of that lion and that bear and I slayed that lion and bear. And this uncircumcised Philistine, they're none of my brothers who are in your frontline army. He didn't say that. I'm just adding to it, but I'm just thinking, you know, shouldn't add to the word. Eh? Yeah, okay, we'll stop there. <laughs> but here we have David. He said, no, no one else wants to go against him. Here, yeah, I'll be, he, he's been a warrior since he's a youth and I'm a youth, but I'll take him because I've taken on the lion and the bear. In the times when no one else saw it, but God saw it because God's with me, because I've got. Come on, you're getting better now. <laughs> Come on, I've seen this somewhere, and your greatest testing comes a great testimony. In your mess, man, comes a message. And here we see David, he's in the back and no one's accepted him, no one wants him, but God wants him. He's marked by God and each and every one of us here, we've got the mark of God on us. God's got something for you. He's got a plan and he's got a purpose and your identity, when you, when you follow Jesus, you get a new identity which brings forth a new destiny. Your identity in Christ Jesus brings you to a greater place. And so, no, so that, I'm saying that you belong to God. Number two, you're a child, you're a son of God. It says little children, it says that you're part of the Fana, you're, 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 you're children of God, you're part of, so you're part of God's family and you're a child of God. You are from God, little children, and you can say, I am a child of God. And you have a new identity and your destiny and the course of your life is reset. You have a future and a hope because God's got a purpose and a plan. 
you got a future and a hope, and you might have thought, man, i got nowhere to go, i got nothing. But let me tell you, when you follow Jesus and you know that you got God, that you belong to God, that you're part of His whānau, that you're a child of the living God, that you're no longer, there's that song, I'm no, I won't sing it, longer, uh, what? Slave to fear, but I am, but I am a child of God. And you can declare that out, say, man, I belong to God. I am a child of God. That's who you are. That's who I am. I belong to God and I'm a child of God. And greater is He that is in me than he that is in the world. And because I'm a child of God, He's going to take care of me. No matter what I go through, I might go through sickness. I might go through shame. I might go through failure. I might go through loss. I might go through pain. I might go through whatever life brings at me. But I'm going to say God is good. Sometimes life isn't too good, but God is good. But I'm a child of God and I'm loved by Him. And your life is reset and you are who God says you are. You're a chosen generation. You're a royal priesthood. Royal. God's precious possession. You can do all things through Christ who gives you the strength. Your identity and your destiny is connected. Your identity and your destiny is connected. My, my destiny was prison and death when I was younger. I followed Jesus. Life and peace. Hope and a future. And you are who God says you are. Come on, believe that this morning, church. Third thing, you're an overcomer. Just, just taking it from that First John 4, 14, there's many other things that God's called you up, but you're an overcomer, that you overcome in Jesus. Jesus, He overcame for you and me, but we're overcomer. We're more than conquerors. Amen? Like David, he was an overcomer. He didn't allow the situation to like hold him back, but he overcome. And when he went to go out into the battle, he was ready to step up. And when you go out into the battle, you're ready to step up. You're an overcomer. It's like the, the, the name of Jesus is Emmanuel. And sometimes we're like, Emmanuel. It's like God with us. No, it's like God's with us. Like we're an overcomer. God is with me. It's not like a lullaby. I don't look at that word as a lullaby. It's, oh, you know, like little baby Jesus in the manger. Oh, praise the Lord for that and all that stuff that happened. But when I think about Jesus, I think about Emmanuel, I think about God is with me. I've got God. And we're overcomers, and I love the book of Ephesians. I forgot, them, I forgot to give this passage to them. But if you have a look at the book of Ephesians, and, and this little part, this little note here is probably for all the Bible scholars. But the book of Ephesians, we think about the book of Ephesians, we, we think, man, spiritual warfare. And we go to the book of Ephesians, and we go, Ephesians chapter 6, verse 10, and it says, Finally, brothers, stand firm. But he's saying, Finally. But the very first part of spiritual warfare is knowing who you are in Christ Jesus. The very beginning of spiritual warfare is Ephesians chapter 1. Right there because it tells us who we are in Christ Jesus. Because if you can't stand in that, you're never going to stand against the enemy. And so Ephesians chapter 1, I'm going to read it. If they can get it up, it's a sort of little bit of last minute. Sorry, guys. But Ephesians chapter 1, verse 3, it says, Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who has blessed us with every spiritual blessing in the heavenly places in Christ. Say, I am blessed. There you have it, you're blessed. 
And he says, just as he chose us in him before the foundation of the world, that we would be holy and blameless before him. In love, he predestined us to adoption as sons. We're sons, we're chosen, amen? We're holy, we're blameless, amen? He adopted us as sons, we're children of the Most High God through Jesus Christ himself, according to the kind intention of his will, to the praise of the glory of his grace, which he freely bestowed on us in the beloved. In him, we have redemption. We've been brought back. Like uh, Pastor Paul was saying this morning, right past, past the cross, Back to the Father. Amen. There's redemption. He brought us back. It's a word of the, you know, we were slaves, but He redeemed us. Amen. Not only are we redeemed uh, through His blood, the forgiveness of our trespasses. So I can say, I am forgiven. Come on now. Come on now. Yeah, get up and repent and turn back to Jesus. Amen. Give your life and follow Him 100. I am forgiven of our trespasses according to the riches of His grace, which He lavished on us in all wisdom and insight. And He made known to us the mystery. And here goes a piece of Scripture. Apostle Paul begins to write. And if you understand the way he's writing it, he's writing it uh, to a people that understand how the writing's taking place. And so in the Roman culture, what they would do is when they go to war, when they go to battle, they would lock the city down. And the troops and the armies would go out and they would go and fight against the opposite, the opposition or the opposite nation. And the whole city and the whole towns would be locked away into their homes. And as they go out and they'll defeat whatever nation they're going to defeat. When they defeated their king, what they would do with the king is they'll chuck him in a cage. And they would, they would put him out front and, the, and he, would, he was the defeated king. And a herald would run forward. And he'd go into the cities and he'd go, Pax Romana, which means Rome is free. And he'd run. And this is what Apostle Paul is trying to say. He's saying, you were free. And he goes and he runs before. And he goes, Pax Romana, it's the herald, which means Rome is free. Our king has defeated the enemy. And the whole city would come out and they would say, Pax Romana. I think that's how you say it. <laughs> but they're pretty much saying, we are free. Freedom. And they'd run through the city and he'd go before the king and they'd see the defeated king in the cage and they'd have all these horses. I mean, watch Gladiator if you don't believe me. <laughs> and they'll say, Pax Romana, and the whole city and the whole town and the whole nation would begin to erupt in praise because our God, our king has set us free. And it's just like Apostle Paul, as he writes this in Ephesians, He's saying, man, our King Jesus has set us free. We are blessed with every spiritual blessing. Hallelujah. He chose us before Him in the foundation of the world. Come on, He redeemed us in the forgiveness of our sins and, and, and through the blood of Jesus Christ. And, and that's what Paul's saying. He's, he's running forward and he's going before and he's, he's saying, our King has the victory. You and I, we're overcomers. We're more than conqueror, conquerors. We have the victory. That's who we are. I am an overcomer because of Jesus Christ. That Jesus Christ, He went and He stole the keys of the enemy. 
Just like the king of Rome went and defeated another king, Jesus is the king of kings and he's the Lord of lords. And he went into the enemy's camp and he took back what belongs to us. And he holds the keys. And he holds the keys and he has the authority so that we can declare and say, man, i got God and I'm an overcomer. That's what God speaks over you, church. He says that He loves you, that He cares for you. He loves you. He died for you and He went out and He won the victory for you. That's what Apostle Paul is saying. If you can stand in that, come on, you can fight any demon. Because he says, finally, be strong in the Lord. After you've learned to stand in Christ, after you've learned how to where you were and now where you are now, after you've learned in Ephesians 3, 4, and 5 how to conduct yourself, then he says, finally, brethren, stand strong in the Lord and in the power of His might. After all of that, you're an overcomer. You're a child of God, and you belong to the kingdom of heaven. I think I've taken up all the time. I'm going to get Susan up here, and she's going to just finish up with a little bit of spoken word for us. I don't know if Manu, come up, Manu. Oh boy, Manu. And I want to pray for some people this morning. I want to pray for some people this morning. We've got a team of great prayer warriors here. We just love to pray for some people. And whatever maybe you've been facing or whatever lie the enemy's told you, we're going to break that off your life in Jesus' mighty name. I just believe that God's got victory, that you're going to overcome, that you're going to break through, and you're going to go further than you've ever been before. So my wife, she's going to do this. Awesome. Deuteronomy 4.29 says, From there you will seek the Lord your God, and you will find him. If you search after him with all your heart and with all your soul. soul." You see, the Lord's call on his people has never changed. What he said to Moses then is still the same today. Let me say it again. What he said to Moses then is, and what he, what he says today is still the same. Seek the Lord. But somehow the simple phrase gets complicated. So at the risk of sounding grade school educated, let me break it down to you again. Seek the Lord. With your heart, with your soul, with your life, with your job, in your marriage, your finance, your children's, your home, and on behalf of this church, and on behalf of this place, seek the Lord. You see, if God is who He says that He is, which means that Jesus Christ is His risen Son, and He sits enthroned as the Sovereign One, King over his kingdom. And if God is who he says that he is, then I am who he says that I am. Which means that Jesus, which means that I was purchased and covered through the sacrifice of the Lamb. That when God the Father sees me, he sees white, shining into the darkness, the glory of his light. Roaring in battle while victorious in the fight, he looks at me. And sees his son who's laid down his life. We are a marked generation. Let me say that again. We are a marked generation who the enemy wants dead. But Jesus paid the ransom that was placed upon your head. 
We are a marked generation who the enemy wants dead. But Jesus paid the ransom that was placed upon your head. So for the believers and non-believers, our story is still the same. Out of an entire humanity, we are God's chosen race. His chosen race. But yet we get distracted by temptation that sits right in front of our face. That begins to discredit our secure future that God has given to us through His grace. And we become impatient of where the Lord has us in this time and place. And our passions get off course. Our desires become misplaced. And pride begins to take place in our hearts. See, don't get it twisted. This is dangerous. His ways have to be our heartbeat. His desires have to be our breath. For misplaced desires gives birth to sin. And sin, sin brings forth death. That's why I'm tired of playing games. That's why I'm tired of playing games. How many empty words will I put to melody before I start singing his praise? I'm tired of playing games. I try to remember what I brought to the table. You see, I was sick, wounded, and disabled, defeated and unstable, rebelled, beast dressed up in sheep's clothes wool. My eyes were veiled by his presence of by this present prince of darkness. My situation was getting dim. I watched myself dying in my sin. I was my own ends, a cheap imitation. But you see, God, you see, God, when God moves. He moves in such a way that the things we found satisfying, He so quickly takes away. To, so gracious, He replaced, to graciously replace with a desire for a Savior who will never go away or never leave you astray. He is the King of kings, the King of all days, the beginning and the end. And He says, once again, seek the Lord. Awesome.